0: full benefit.
1: Yes sir. I like this. That's a really good perspective.
0: You know, I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, "Who shall I send?" And I answered the Lord, "Here I am, send me."
1: Mm-hmm. Opposite of Tim, Ken- Tim Kennedy, knowing that he had literally
0: killed someone before. The last thing he sees is a dude from a special missions unit an American standing over him with his foot on his chest.
1: In America, man. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Rodeo Time—the podcast. We have um, a very special episode today. We've got the world's greatest, and also a guest. That's right, Dale Brisby is the world's greatest bull rider ever to spur a bucking a bucking buck bull. And then we've also got Tim Kennedy. Uh, Tim Kennedy is uh, a green beret. He's an Army Ranger. He's a UFC fighter. He's got multiple combat deployments. And he's got huge UFC wins. It's an incredible story. And he covers all of it start to finish in his book called Scars and Stripes. Your boy has read it twice. And I might be having to jump into it a third time. So there's life lessons in it. Please check out Scars and Stripes um, anywhere that you like to buy your books. I think it's also av- available on SheepdogResponse.com, which is his... his um, I'll let you look into it. Sheepdogresponse.com. You can, you can buy the certain products that Tim endorses, uh, like the Low Viz Waste Pack, where he likes to keep all of his things. If you watch my Instagram, then uh, you, you need to check out Sheepdog Response so that you can get you one of those. i uh, like to thank Rodeo Time, dalebrisbee.com. So we fixed him up with some of that apparel, and, and that was the only missing thing in his life was now he's got rodeo time in his life. He put me through the ringer in a workout. Enough about me, enough about rodeo time. Let's hear Tim's story. We're in Sheepdog Response. This is home of Tim Kennedy, and this is where all the uh, fighting happens.
0: Some of it, yeah. Not all of it. We, 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 we fight. We're, we are... A worldwide organization um, that likes to fight. We do the boot scoot boogling all over the place. Yes, sir. So in the deserts of the Middle East, you know, in, um down in South America where those human traffickers and smugglers get around, the pirates down in Africa, and the horn. Yeah, it don't matter where you go. You worldwide organization. Sheepdog is. I mean, we are as well. But it's right. just more talking about the violence part. Gotcha. The fighting part. You're ready to fight anywhere. Dude, I like it. You fought in a lot of different places too. Yeah, when you say that like it's like you've 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 fought all over the world. Yeah, my wife. Um, every time she wants to kind of get saucy, you know, spicy and yep. arguing about something, she'll be like, I mean, "You're not good at a lot of things besides violence." <laughs> <laughs> like that, uh, I know you're trying to be mean, but I'm gonna take that as a compliment. does does a fight is a fight a fight or does a fight
1: feel different when you're in a um like for instance we were talking about when you were hunting nazis like is there is there an element of added i don't know if it's adrenaline or anxiety because you're off in a foreign land or in that once you get in the zone are you in the zone
0: there's a lot definitely a lot of overlap in all of them. And we got deep really fast. This is like philosophical. What? Yeah,
1: I wasn't going to shy away from it. No, we I'm went impressed. there, so I'm yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Um, they, like walking out to the octagon, you know, you're walking out to a UFC fight. Yep. Your heart's racing. You know, you're about, there's a dude sitting, standing across from you that, that wants to choke you out and knock you unconscious. So there's a consequence to losing there. Obviously, humiliation and shame. I've lost some fights, and it doesn't feel good not to have your hand raised at the end of it. Um, but also doesn't feel good when you're in there getting your ass beat. Uh, yeah. So like there's definitely like this edge to it. Um, you know, on the bullfighting side, walking out at a rodeo into that arena, like your heart's racing. Absolutely. You know? And uh you know, you're looking at that pipe fence, like I don't want to get near that, you know? Right. <laughs> like that same there's consequence there. Yeah. And then uh like you're sitting your d- feet dangling off the side of the helicopter and uh you know, looking out in this, this, this weird white or green world, depending on what era of night vision you're wearing. And, uh, like there's consequence to failure. Um, so like the rushes are different. And I think just intellectually, you're recognizing the failure equals a different level of consequence. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're talking about the Calvary when we're having coffee and, and tacos a little bit ago. It's like, there are times where, there's nobody coming to There's help me. There's no Calvary, me. right. And that's that's a that's a different thing.
1: That feels different. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. The only, the only real fight that I've experienced would be, like, the rodeo fight. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I'll just, I'm a fan. Read the books. Listen, you know, fan of what you guys do over there. Talked about, you know, my mom married a night stalker. And, like, I'm just, I'm enthralled with the stories he has. Like, yeah, I'll sit awesome. back.
0: That, nice that mission right there. Those those helicopters right there in that top right corner?
1: Yes, sir. All oh, those uh, are Night Stalkers. Yes, sir, they are. Those are, are mini guns.
0: Yep. And uh, that crest down at the bottom, we'll go take a look at it when yeah. we're done. You we're, bet. So we don't have to talk about it. Um, like, it's a very special crest. That, that is a serial numbered. They, they only made so many of those pictures. Yes. And you had to be part of a task force that killed Zarkawi to get one of those pictures. I
1: saw that picture last night, and I was like, there's a story behind that. That's important.
0: Yeah, that's an important thing. Yeah, and that, that little thing down <coughs> below it, that's my number on the task force that one killed Zarqawi. The number yeah. two bad dude on the planet. That oh, was yeah. Bin Laden. Oh, yeah. And then there was Zarqawi. Yeah, you, you were know. talking about that night was a blur. Yeah. That's, in, that in that, the that was that. Not just night. I mean, it was like. 36 hours of chaos you know, like ba- Baghdad the whole entire city like I don't know what's going on but this place is on fire because there's gunfights in every single corner of the whole entire city as we're just trying to knock off every single safe house driving one rat to his last hole where ultimately we drop a big ass bomb bomb yeah, on him the two, last thing, two 500 pounds that's right the last thing he sees is a dude from a special missions unit an American standing over him with his foot on his chest in America, man. <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world. What did he you know? say to him? Um I was not there cuz uh we you were had getting to have a badass, <laughs> you know. Yeah, god, what I would what I, would, I just imagine, you know, going in the hole that Saddam was hiding in. Uh-huh. You know, or standing over dropping two big ass bombs on top of Zarkawi, you know, or kicking in that door and looking at Bin Laden st- sitting there like yeah. a coward. Oof. You know? Um I mean it's horrible. You know, but go back to 1945. You know, we're pushing two atomic bombs at the back of airplanes. Cool. You like the plan of going to Pearl Harbor? There's a consequence when you push America too far. Right. And people forget about that. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, you know, i sure we're, we're arguing about the dumbest stuff right now. Yeah. But let's not forget, like, we'll storm beaches, we'll climb cliffs, and we will drop atomic bombs on you if you push us too far. Yeah.
1: So, like, wh- um, dang, that was a lot yeah and it happened fast this podcast We've, it's gotten real here we cool. go. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> so that that all of those moments like that night, first of all, how many clips did you take? How many uh magazines Ma- magi-
0: man we had clips like a So a clip is a real thing. Have you yeah. seen um
1: like I'm a gangster
0: <laughs> the uh mm, it's a new zombie show that's on HBO uh, where that's like fungus the last of us.
1: You seen Mm-mm. that show? Mm-mm.
0: It's a pretty good show. But um, there's a scene at the the very last episode where this little girl um, who essentially has this adopted dad that's been taking her through um, this zombie-infested United States, trying to make it from Boston okay, yeah, to, like, yeah, Colorado. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm familiar with what you're talking about, but and I haven't seen it.
0: The final scene, he has this M1 Grand, and that thing takes a clip. It's rounds with this little piece of metal that the rounds slip into uh-huh. and that clip goes into the top of the rifle and you go pop 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 pop, pop ping and that thing that shoots out is the clip gotcha. so uh um i know like a lot of the like, gun people dunk on people all the time like a clip's not a really real thing but yeah, it, right, right. but it is like it goes with a lot of guns and that gun killed more nazis than any gun ever Yes, sir. So, if I hear a clip, I just say that's right. That's a good word to use cuz that that thing's done killed a lot of Nazis.
1: I think that I've probably got more experience with a gun than an average American because like growing up as a cowboy western industry like they're uh, present. You know, but I am not going to claim to be a gun guy. Mm. Uh, uh, b- so, uh, feel free to correct me.
0: No, no never. The um it's a tool just like yes. everything in Absolutely. here, you know? Absolutely. So like you know, my my wife, she's not she's got a gun on her right now as she's on a field trip with the kids. At a girl. That's right. At that a girl. You know, um Hell I, yeah. I hear my chickens out there squawking. You know, they're like, yep. I know there's a snake in there. I know there's yep. a snake in there. Here I come. And so like so I walk out with little four ten, you know, little snake shot. Yep. Just a single breech. I don't need I don't need a fifty cow to go smack a Yep. And then I saw oh, it's just a rat snake. Come here, dummy. I'm gonna go relocate you. Or I go out and the the coon trap has a, a raccoon in it. And that thing is gonna get that's de- gonna get dead too. Yep. Lots of different uses, lots of different tools, and uh, country bumpkins they have to know how to use them. It's just a tool. Yes, yeah,
1: sir. Yeah, they're all loaded. That's no right. be on your target, yep. windage and elevation.
0: All right, important yep. stuff.
1: Um, <clears throat> but how many how many magazines did you have that night? That was the I remember uh, reading that and thinking like, oh dang, that's a bunch. We had bags. I oh, so You said like thirty five.
0: Oh yeah, we had bags. Um, We called them speed balls. We had backpacks packed with magazines and grenades. And by like six hours into the night. Yeah, go back to it. (laughs) We need another ball. Give me the speed ball. Bring that bag in here. Yeah, you drop it by the door. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You come on target. You know, you'd fight your way in. And uh, once like the things, the kind of last guy coming in, he's dropping that bag at the door. Because when the gunfighting starts at a building, everybody around you hears it. Right, so all of them are like, "Oh, I'll go get my jihad on," you know, my so and so, my my cousin, or you know, this other cell member, uh, part of this terrorist organization. They know whose house that is, yeah. so they're going to start mobilizing. If you look at Mogadishu, uh, Black Hawk Down, yes, sir. You know, Like the the fight started, and then it just spread and yes, spread, and, yes, spread yes, and spread sir. and spread. Right, and then you got Shugart and Gordon after a helicopter goes down, and they're like, "There's 200 mobilized militiamen running in to kill a Night Stalker.
1: That gives me goosebumps, that yeah. story there. Let him
0: die or get down on the ground and try to save him for as long <laughs> as they can. And that's what happened. So dropping those bags by the door, it's important because, like, you fight You fought your way in, you're going to have to fight even worse to get out sometimes.
1: That's That, to me, I think about that story often. That one and uh, the uh, Mike Monsoor. Oh, man. Like, those two stories, to me, just give me chill bumps. Yeah.
0: Did Dakota uh, tell a story?
1: Did he tell what? Did
0: Dakota tell his story?
1: We we touched on it briefly. Yeah, it's a uh, hard he doesn't like talking he, about it. He t- yeah, I, and I wasn't going to ask him. Yeah. I mean it was his podcast that I was on, but like he brought up the rock. Yeah. He brought up the rock and and looking in that guy's face right before the final few blows. Yeah. But that that's an intense.
0: Marcus and him say a real similar thing. Um you know, cuz a lot of people want to ask Marcus you know about the Lone Survivor. Yeah. About. And uh, a lot of people want to ask Dakota about, you know, how he got that Medal of Honor. And, um, you know, when you read the citations, they're just words. Mm -hmm. But to Marcus and to Dakota, those were their best friends in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, those were their teammates. Yes, sir. So when you're asking about it, they're reliving the worst moment of their life and of not just, like, our worst moments are pale in comparison to their worst moment. Yes, sir. You know, and uh, like pale can't even hold a, a candle to it. Yes, type sir. pale, right? And uh, you know, they, they lost their best friends in the world in one day as they're fighting to save them, and then they have the most recognizable thing about each of them is the loss of their best friends. Yes,
1: man, can't imagine. Can't. Yeah, I just can't. I... I I, uh, Marcus agreed to get on my podcast too. and What uh, a great Texan. Great Texan. Man. And I do not plan on asking him about Red Wing. Like, he wrote the book. There's a movie.
0: Yeah. Read it. The story. Watch it.
1: Read the story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, funny that Mark
0: Wahlberg played Marcus. And Marcus is like, No kidding. I, I, I said, What's up, Marcus? You know? No kidding. <laughs> and then uh, Marcus, Marcus is like, This too. Right. Uh, so
1: the night you're going after Zalcawi compared to going into that valley
0: intensity-wise. Different. So, going after Zarkawi, all we're doing is kicking ass. You know, we have a QRF of Abrams. Like, we have tanks and right. Bradleys. Like, you shoot at us, you get us buckled down inside of a house, there's a Bradley that's going to level your block. Yes. That's a different, you know, yeah, we right. got Night Stalkers that are flying. Have you ever seen like those, they take a permanent marker... They sit down in their seat. This is their targeting system. Uh-huh. They pull out the permanent marker and they draw a little circle on their windshield. Dang! Everywhere that circle goes, it's like a red dot. A bullet goes, and every pilot's you know situated different. They fly different. They ride their stick different, right? Because of where they position the right the. the so like you know how they sit and how they're handling the collective and the stick and where the feet are and how tall they are. So every one of those dots is different. You get one and you know it's like it's down here getting another one it's like up here mm-hmm. but those guys everywhere that 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 dot goes a bad guy dies oh man you know and that's going after Zarkawi we have yep. those guys over us we have AC-130s that if you know people started mobilizing and thinking they're going to move in behind us they just get vaporized in the street you know you're like start shooting at us from a building cool the the abrams is going to level you you know it, it was the the it was the full force of the elite special operations right. world leveled against a human, single human.
1: And y- but you didn't have that. No, Ur is gone
0: Valley was.
1: Would you call it a valley? Yeah, it was as, def- as you were dis- as you were describing it in your book. I just picture it's walls cl- it, it's a it.
0: super steep valley. Yeah, you know, ravine, um, and crazy topography, super yes. steep inclines,
1: and it was also a lot longer. It wasn't two nights.
0: No, it was. It was like two weeks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you didn't have all that backup.
0: No, we are just getting our ass kicked.
1: Because that, to me, the mindset behind it, I guess what we were talking about, the first thing we were talking about, does the fight feel different? I mean, when your huns are cow and you've got all this backup and there's so many people and you got speed balls everywhere <laughs> yeah. is one thing. But, like, driving through this for two weeks, now it's an extended trip, and you had all these locals with you that you couldn't trust, and so you're constantly probably just considering – What's around the next corner? All day for two yeah. weeks. It sounds like. It sounds like you probably need to take like a nap for a month. <laughs> after that, you know, like yeah. take a month off. There, like it sounds exhausting. There's still
0: periods of time that are, they're just black. Uh huh. From those couple of weeks, and and I'll I'll talk to somebody that was with me, and uh, and they'll ask me something, man, I don't. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I have I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, and they're like, look at my book. Um, my, my, my buddy Mike, when we I go down to pull somebody out of the Humvee that got ambushed and we're trying to pull these bodies out and the Taliban try to ass, uh, assault across the Ambush X and we're in the kill box and my buddy Mike on the 50 Cal, that vaporizes everybody and I still don't understand how... He didn't hit us. Just Mike Irish and myself mm-hmm. were trying to pull these bodies out. These guys are 20 feet from us. You know, it's like, I'm dead. I'm looking at the white of their eyes and then they just, they were there and then they're not there. And all I hear is like, that Ma Deuce just ripping freedom from behind me spreading, you know, like life-saving power bullet by bullet. And I asked Mike about that. He didn't even remember it. I was like, you don't remember? He's like, well, I remember I was shooting things. You know, like you don't remember shooting over me because, like, we're on the, we, like, we were on the same level with these guys, and you're above. I don't understand how you didn't kill us. Yeah. He's like, he's like, man, I was just shooting bad guys. Yeah, he didn't even remember. Just that. Training kicked it was like, in. Yeah, like in one of the moment? most uh, impressive moments of my life was a moment that he doesn't even remember. It's crazy. That's See, what fascinates that's war.
1: me? What fascinates me is the difference between. You know, because you guys train and train and everybody, you know, and it's like, can you make it through training? And you've got elite people that are able to do the workouts, which I am not one. i today. You killed it today. <laughs> Don't say that. I appreciate it. I'm not going to
0: let the hash line.
1: But, like, in those moments, there is something in Mike, in you, in those individuals, in Marcus, Dakota, beyond training that, 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 that you guys – I mean, do you – Speak to that. Like, there's there's individuals that do not succeed in that moment because they don't have that, what are the kids saying today? They don't have that dog in them, whatever yeah. it is.
0: Um, th- this question's been asked for centuries, you know. Uh, what was it about the Spartans? Mm-hmm. What was it about the men at the Alamo? What was it about the men that climbed the cliffs what was it that stormed the beach of Omaha? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Battling Iwo Jima, the yeah. Chosen Valley in, in, in the Korea War. I don't know. Um, and I don't know if it's an individual or an idea. Uh-huh. And I lean more towards it's an idea. They're fighting for something. Yeah. You know, what was Marcus fighting for? Was he fighting to survive? At the very end, he was. But before, he was fighting for the guys to his left and his right. What was Dakota fighting for? He was going back into the fray every single time to try to pull his buddies out. Right. You know? um, What were Shugart and Gordon going for? Like, were they looking for a Medal of Honor? No. Right? When when the general's like, man, I can't put you on the ground. I don't have a way to get you out. You see what's coming for him. Stay in the air. If you go on the ground, you're going to die. And they're like, put me on the ground. Right. Um, was that them? Yeah. Was it an idea? Yes. yes. You know?
1: I think, as a man who has not been in combat, and I, I speak for all of them, I think everyone that has not been in your shoes has the question, what would I do? Yeah. And that's what makes me ask it. You know? Yeah. And there's no way to answer it unless you're in that situation. So I saw
0: this crazy social experiment. I posted a few days ago. This guy took a gasoline can and he walked downtown and he poured it on top of himself and he pulls out a lighter and he's starting to light it. And he's, and you and just watch how many people walk by Dang. and then who is this person that runs over and knocks the lighter out of his hand. And then when he goes to pick up the lighter, somebody comes and stands in his way just to block it, mm-hmm. you know, for evil to conquer, it takes good men to do nothing. You know, um, Well, the good man that knocked the lighter out of his hand was this really pretty little brunette. Boom, instantly. She didn't wait a, a heartbeat. Dang. She jumps, knocks it out of his hand. The guy's like, he goes to try and find it. And this other kind of just random dude walks over. He's got a backpack on. He's clearly commuting to work. And he just stands as this guy's trying to pick up this lighter. He did it again in a different city. You know, And you can't predict who that person's going to be. I posted this video um, a couple of weeks ago of a school bus driver having a heart attack on the bus. And uh, the bus is full of seven, eight, and nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's sitting there. Starts going on a question. An eight-year-old jumps up, yeah, starts driving the bus saves everybody's life on the bus. Everybody would have died. They're on the freeway. He drives it and it's slowing down. As soon as the thing starts slowing down, he starts doing CPR on the driver in yes. the seat as he's yelling at another kid to call 911. He's, what is that?
1: He's got that dog. He's in got him. the
0: dog in he's him. Like I don't know what that in. thing is, but whether it's the seals, the green berets, we've been looking for that thing. Yes. And there are predictors, there are indicators, but there it's not foolproof and you you know, you have the Beethovens that just like how did that guy yeah get so good?
1: Like I just I just wonder, you know, deep down, like Mike Monsour in that moment, <clears throat> um grenade hits in between him and a couple of Marines, I think it was, he's got the stairway beside him that he can jump down. Yeah. But he just immediately jumps on the grenade. He's got no time to think about it. And you talk, you know, I'm not going to throw rocks at the guy in your book that you guys called uh, Medal of Honor. What's his name? But, like, his gut reaction is just like grenade, and he jumps away. Yeah. And it, it, was, it, was a, it was a flash.
0: It was a, fl- you know. a flashbang that yeah. bounced out.
1: And I'm just like, man, I don't know. I don't know which guy I am yeah. at all. Like, I hope that I lean forward you know and and in a civilian it's more like if something happens out here do i lean forward to go towards it i'd like to think i am yeah you know but um i just don't know and that that that's just, that's what makes me ask that question but it's a hard I, question to answer i think about those two scenarios the one in your book and the and it's it's no like i'm not throwing shade on the guy in your book you know y- you guys just gave him a hard time yeah we
0: gave him hard, he's also a, a warfighter and he's a he war has fighter. done this for 30 years he's still doing it
1: yeah and he's a, i'm sure he you know He'd run circles around me, and he's killed he a lot of He literally
0: run guys. circles. He's fast. Yeah. He's just a little fella. Yeah. But it, it just makes me wonder
1: in that moment, like, what I personally would do.
0: Yeah. And uh, You got Leroy Petries, right? <clears throat> Metal, another Medal of Honor recipient, mm-hmm. a Ranger Regiment. Um, grenade pops over. He's got all, of his, all of his dudes around him. Grabs a grenade. Shucks it back. Boom! Blows his arm off, right? Mm-hmm. Goes, takes a tourniquet, puts a tourniquet on his arm transitions the gun to his other hand and goes back to work dang yeah dang yeah Leroy yeah you know the <laughs> I mean, list just goes on and on and, and uh, that's the coolest thing about America yeah is uh it's interwoven it's 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 in our DNA right you know you yeah
1: so because you there there's like glimpses of it like even going back to was it a gas station or a fast food joint you worked at uh, fast food, fast place. food. Yeah. yeah, you're back there. In cooking, and out burger, and you were you. It was an in and out. Dang, mm-hmm. I forgot that.
0: Yeah, and you. Brianna Sadithway is who you stood up for. Yeah, man, guy reached in, mol- molester. He assaulted her. Yeah, and uh, I'm 16. This sure sure way to get fired, man. Right. Jump out the drive through window to beat somebody's ass. Right. You know, jump over the counter and drag a dude out by his collar. You know, that would be the dog. That'd be the dog. That would be the dog. You, know, you go. You go back to. You know, a 15 year old me with a 13 year old sister, and uh, you know, a good dude walks up and says something slick to my sister. I put him through a phone booth. You know, you go back a couple more. Like you, yeah. My son, on the lacrosse field, um, he he plays. He's in second grade. He's been playing on the same team, and, and the the first year group play kinder kindergarten, first and second. So he's like the bigger kids on on there. Like he scores all the goals, right? He's like the freak. <laughs> Um, talented athlete, him and his two buddies, uh, Tyler and Easton. How old is he? He's eight. Eight. Just turned eight. And um, somebody went and hit one of the kindergarten kids, you know? Dang. And I saw Tyler, Easton, and Rolo. Their eyes looked at their little kindergarten teammate, and all three of them just started tracking that other player. Tracking him. Rolo, you're in. Easton, you're in. Both those dudes beeline for that guy, and and got the fastest penalty I've ever seen in the world <laughs> as they just put him in the dirt. Dang, you know. So, um, they got the dog in him. I yeah. I just some I people think... get it naturally, and some people see it. And country guys, they have it more than anybody.
1: You feel like your daughters have a little bit of that oh, too? Man, I know. They I bet do. they. I bet they do.
0: I know they do. Yeah, don't get on the wrong side of uh, any of my three daughters, man. I bet they do. Yeah, yeah. The three year old's the most fearsome. Dang, we don't even look at her in the eyes sometimes. We're like, <laughs> "Yes, ma'am, snacks." She's you she's don't. about your size, by the way. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> she's taller than you, Cole. She
1: sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know that I'm doing that. I I, I like to think I would as an eight year old, but anyway, that's just a question I feel like's in a lot of guys' minds. Yeah, it's in d- mine too. And I think it, it, it doesn't necessarily get answered until you're in that spot. The glimpse of it that I have is in the rodeo arena, and I love it. The stakes are much different. It took me a long time to fall in love with it. Now, I was always intrigued by it, but, like, at the beginning, I was scared. Yeah. Like, I was doing it because my dad was. And we d- defined it last night in Dakotas, but, like, I was a, we were roughies. Like, I grew up on the – it's two, two sides of the arena – you're bullfighting, bull riding, bronc riding, bareback riding is on the rough end, roughy end, and then timed events are on the other end. So I'm talking about the, the rough stock end of the arena. And anything down there I loved. And in the beginning I was scared, but I did it anyway. And then eventually I got to where like I just I, I am obsessed with that moment right before the gate opens. And then when the gate opens, because we, you have fundamentals in rodeo. Like in bronc riding, you have to lift and stay back. In bull riding, you got to go out over him to the front. It's all counterintuitive. Your intuition is telling you to get away from that bull's head, but the proper fundamental is to go out over him to counteract the physics of it. Yeah. And so you have to suppress your emotions and then execute these certain fundamentals. And so the fight comes at you, and then in the midst of the fight, you got to execute that. And whether you're able to or not is the success. And it determines how many points you get. And so after the ride, pickup man picks you up or you step off your bull and you hit the ground and that adrenaline's going, did you execute or not? And and that's the battle that you win or lose. The stakes of the fights that we get in are much lower than what you guys are talking about. I, I think maybe, though, it gives us a glimpse of that, that moment yeah. that you guys have,
0: I mean, I argue that y- you could pretty much go to anybody <laughs> in the rodeo, especially in the rough end, and they got the dog in them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, it, it's it's already been. They're not. They wouldn't be there if they didn't have it. Uh-huh. You know, they've um, the California Mid State Fair. It's past Robles, California, um, about twenty minutes from the house that I grew up in, and uh, you had to be real careful about. The words that you use there because you use the wrong word you're in a fist fight yeah you know it's just, that's just how it is and um not because everybody's looking to get in a fight you know but there's a consequence it's like everybody had the dog in them right <laughs> and that's uh, uh it's it's definitely lacking in a lot of places in this world right now um it's it's lacking in education yes where sir. teachers are gonna stand up to protect their kids like they did in nashville <laughs> god bless those three dang you know, and those two cops that went and put that dude, sent that guy to hell. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, needs to happen in churches again where I don't know, I don't know if you're religious, you know, but there, we've been so long hanging back. And I believe in grace and I believe in kindness, you know, but I also believe in divine truthful justice. Mm-hmm. There's right and wrong and there's mm-hmm. consequence for right and wrong, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you come into the temple and, and start charging taxes, I'm going to flip your tables. Yeah. You know, and
1: that's all right. Yeah, uh, Dakota and I talked about that last night about um, David. The, bo- the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart, but whenever he was trying to woo the king's daughter, he went and, and he's like, he needed to kill 100 Philistines. He did 200 and brought back 200 foreskins, or maybe it was 300. But essentially what that means is he cut their d off. Yeah. Like that's he's a like savage. He's a savage. He's yeah. a man. But the Bible says it's a man after God's own heart. But he was a savage. Yeah. And um, I agree with you. The The Nashville video, that blew my mind. That was smooth. Yeah. Did two, that remind you of that? Like it, just how quick they go around the corner?
0: Made me so happy. Um, I, I, I took both the guys that actually put rounds into the active shooter. And I put their timestamp videos, their body cams mm-hmm. um, overlaid at the same moment. So they came in from different spots mm-hmm. and they intersected at, a, at the hallway, but it watches them as they go through this whole entire building. Mm-hmm. And from the time that he gets the keys to enter the building from the teacher and she says, Hey, we're still missing these two students. And he says, yes, ma'am. First thing he says from that moment until he kills the bad guy, until he kills that active shooter that just killed three kids and three teachers from that moment. Yes, ma'am. Until rounds on target, the only thing he did was say, push. He'd get behind a cop and he'd say, push. You mm. see a guy stalled out in a hallway, he'd say, push. He'd walk up and somebody's waiting for a second to go into a room to clear it. He'd say, push. And all he said for 75 seconds was, push, 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 pow.
1: Had that dog in him. Had the dog in him. <laughs> Had the dog in him. That's right. <laughs>
0: Damn. That's right.
1: We needed, we, need, we needed
0: him and you, Aldi. Yes, we did. We... Uh, it took a minute, but um, there's a there was a man that had a dog in him and went and borrowed a shotgun from a barber to get inside. Bortak, Border Patrol oh. stud. Yeah. So uh, th- there's mass psychosis of fear. It's the most contagious and most dangerous thing in the world is when a group of people all start responding in fear together.
1: Did you ever witness that?
0: Oh yeah, I've seen it many times. I mean, everybody probably seen more
1: it. in the enemy. Well, everybody thing. saw it
0: in 2019 and 2020 and 2021. Mass psychosis of fear responding to something that's not really that dangerous. Oh, where we oh, shut down the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. entire world. Yeah. Well, you can see that in Mike in small examples and micro examples in a single room where, like, was that gunfire? Was that yep. gunfire? You know, like, oh, let's just go hide. Like, you know, like, let's yeah. deny entry. Like, no, go get a gun, go find that guy. Absolutely. You know, it's it's. It's different, and uh, there's nothing more dangerous than the disease of fear.
1: But did you see, did you witness it like in moments, of, like in combat? Like, and, and that's why I say it's probably with the enemy. Yeah, imagine not, they just get they just. Or were they all kind of dogs too? Most of the guys you're going against. A lot of those
0: guys were foreign fighters, well trained, well equipped by the uh, Iranians, and um, they, uh, yeah, they were there to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or were,
1: were, yeah, were. <laughs> the was, ones y'all went were I guess. was the verb. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you go down to freaking South America. Yeah, that's right. To hunt Nazis. Yeah, I don't
0: like them so much. Right, that <laughs> because you volunteered for that. Just imagine. Okay, so I'm I'm a professional fighter green beret a sniper um iraq afghanistan south america already um and then i get a phone call asking th- this was literally the call hey um is this is this uh kennedy is it, yeah tim kennedy yes um you, you speak spanish like, yeah piquito, yeah, quinto <laughs> mas o menos and uh they're like um you can you fly drones yeah i've been flying drones for a while but, do you know how to use ground-penetrating radar? I was like, yes, I do. Um, and you've hunted people. I'm like, my whole life, that's all I've done for the past 10 years is hunted people. And they're like, would you be interested in helping hunt Nazis in South America? And, you know, those are some skills that we need a Spanish speaker that can fly drones, use ground-penetrating radar. You know, it's familiar with the AO. And I was like, Best call I've ever had. Yeah, in my I was life, about to know? say. You're talking about the yeah. best call. It's like let me fix my erection first, you know, and then like, yeah, hell yeah, I couldn't yeah. say yes fast enough. Right. You know, like, yeah. <sighs> yes.
1: You're probably like mid mid questions. You're just like, all right, whatever you got, I'm in. Yeah, like I'm I don't in. know what the question is yet, but, but you yes. finished with hunt Nazis in South right. America.
0: Yeah, I'm in.
1: Yeah. Damn. So how long were you down there though?
0: Man, two and a half years.
1: Two and a half years. Yep. I
0: forgot that part of the book. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That is like. Colombia, Brazil, Argentina, Chile.
1: Good heavens. Yeah. I forgot that part of the book. Two and a half years. I thought it was like two and a half months. -uh. Nuh-uh. Nah, I don't like that. So you're face to, what's it like being face to face with like a, with a Nazi?
0: So it's a weird thing. Uh, this like second, third generation radical, the, the, this mm-hmm. extremist, the VEO, a violent extremist organization. Um, they're not geographically separated from the ideas because the idea you can carry anywhere with you, right? Like you can be a radical anywhere that you go. Absolutely. But it's it's been stuck. Like this idea has been captured in an echo chamber and it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, was right. So they're 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 more crazy, really. You know, like I don't know how many. If you went back to 1939, 1940, 1941, did you see a bunch of dudes with SS tattoos on their neck? You know, did you see swastikas burnt into their chest? Swastikas tattooed onto their legs? You know, palm leaves tattooed on the inner arm? No, like you know, yeah, you know, they had on their uniform and their assholes. Um, the idea grew. The idea grew; it t- it got deeply rooted into their identities. Dang, yeah, dang, yeah, they're assholes. Are they
1: still? So, are they just down there trying to live and survive, or are they down there like being evil still?
0: I mean, given the opportunity, they'll they'll be evil. Like it's their evil ideas. Period. There's there's yeah. not a redeemable thing. Um, don't care how impressive you thought Hitler was as a public speaker you know he's yeah. an evil person um, I don't care how impressive you thought his strategy was in the blitz invasions you know like I won't ever say a positive thing about one of the most evil humans Absolutely. and the only thing that is left from him are these ideas <clears throat> and uh, so I want these ideas to to die like he did yeah yeah
1: so you made it out of that mm-hmm. did you and I, if 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 I need to cut this question out, that's fine. But did you work with um, Operation Underground Railroad? Is that what took you to Houston to um, what, sex trafficking?
0: So I worked for a, a bunch of organizations to fight the, tra- sex trafficking, yeah, to, 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 com- com- to combat human better. trafficking. <laughs> um, man, probably a half a dozen different counter human trafficking organizations really? uh, in the NGO gotcha. world, and um, the. Some of them are great. Mm-hmm. Some some of them do great things. All of them are are. I think all tried to start making a difference, you know. But when you when you're doing a really hard thing that the rest of the world is, you know, f- With Epstein and there's a lot of attention on it right now, and yeah. that attention I think gives the unhealthy version of celebrity. You know, where it's like, yeah, I'm, like we're yeah. we're rescuing kids. You know, it's like that's not what's happening you know like you're what do you, what do you mean it's the hardest job in the world to actually make a difference gotcha and Just, um and if you're glorifying what you're doing it's it's kind of a disservice to how hard that job is um and how much it takes from you it's um uh, there's there's not there's not a there's not a winner in this
1: is there? Is there just? I imagine there's probably a lot of people that really want to act like it doesn't exist.
0: For sure, that's just denial. But de- denying evil, denying that evil exists, doesn't mean that evil doesn't exist. It right. just means that you're ignorant and stupid and, yeah. de- and a denier. Um, you know, in this, when I, when I say there's not, there's not a winner in this. You go and rescue one of these girls. First of all, she's poor. Mm-hmm. She came from. A home without a father. Yep. Um, she ran away when she was 12 or 13. St- th- these are all probable statistics mm-hmm. for this person. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Um, there was drug, drug addiction in her home. Um, her mom might have even been in, in sex work. And what, do you take her back to her mom? Yeah. Like, she, that's why she left in the first place. Right. You know, the reason that she went and found this pimp, then this pimp then took her to a trafficker was because it was a better option than what she had. You know, and now arguably her quality of life might even be better. Like we want Liam Neeson stories where there's like this really pretty white girl that got kidnapped. Right. And she's about yeah. to get sold because she's a virgin to some middle Eastern wa- That That's, not it. Yeah. You know? Um, and then even if you go and save this little girl, that's been a runaway from a drug addict home, you have, what are you, you know, put her in a halfway house and then try to get her clean and yeah. then try to put her back where um, there are success stories, but that girl there's a billion of them already Damn. out there, and for the for the trafficker, you taking her away cost him nothing. Yeah. You took you took kind of like a maybe a we we'll use fruit. I've used this analogy, this metaphor to try to explain it. If you take if you walk into a supermarket, um, the supermarket is is the sex trade, and you walk into the stand of peaches. You know you can pick any peach that you want. You can have a young, tart, firm one, right? Um, but also in that stack of peaches, there's kind of like that older one that's a little bit soft and, um, you rescue any one of those. I can just walk out and pluck another one and put it back on the stand. It costs me nothing. It costs me very, very little. And arguably that old one that I'm happy to get rid of, I can just replace her with the new one. Yeah. So we as counter human trafficking operators going in to try to rescue these girls, um, you're not actually making an impact. You're making an impact by 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 taking somebody out of a situation that's terrible, and maybe that might be a meaningful moment for that one person. Yeah. But that grocery stand's still in business. Right. Right. And yeah. you probably just perpetuated the same cycle of them getting going and getting a new peach because he has so many beds. He has so many room. So many pimps. He has so many. So much muscle. He's. You know. Like he can only traffic so many. Yeah. So he just. Fills it in with another another younger, newer one. You might have just perpetuated the same cycle of him going getting a new girl, a younger girl, to put her back into the, the cycle. Ugh, so, that sucks. So what's
1: the uh solution?
0: what's the solution? Uh, demand has to go away. Demand. Demand. Yeah. We need dudes to stop being evil mother. Yeah. And when we find one that is, dude, put him in the street, tar and feather him, and then yeah. hang him. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Cool. You wanna mess with a little kid? Yeah. Like you're a pedophile? I'm gonna take you into the street, I'm gonna burn you alive. Absolutely. And everybody's gonna watch you. Yes, yeah, sir. Like you wanna take the palate, the, the the desire from somebody? As long as there's demand, how long is the drug trade gonna exist? Yes, yeah, sir. Forever. Right. Forever, period. Right? And we have we now have a palette for it. So there will forever be a demand for drugs. Yes, yeah, sir. There's a palette for there there is an industry of evil people wanting young kids and until that goes away I don't know how you you, you can close down shops you can make arrests and those and until society changes until we remember what it means to be a good human and uh, I would mean, just think let's go 1810 right back a little westernish right you find out that somebody is messing with a kid in town yeah. What would happen to that guy? Probably just get shot. Just get shot. Yep. Right. That's it. Yeah. Judge coming after the guy that shot him? No. No. No, he's going to get shot. What's going to happen to his body? It's thrown out. just going to be sat, left in the dirt. It's just going to rot on the outside of the city. It's going to get picked apart by coyotes. You know, buzzards are just going to come, start on the asshole in the eyes, and work their way in. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That's it. But now...
1: They serve three years and get back they out. They don't even. Yeah. Uh, There's a preview for a movie that just came out that I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. And he's like gets, he like goes back to save a guy. Yeah. Like a, maybe it was an interpreter or something. Yeah, it
0: was his interpreter. And, uh, you know, it's, it's based after the evacuation of Afghanistan.
1: Right. So like immediately I was just thinking like, oh, I think Tim Kennedy did that. Or
0: Tim Kennedy yeah, that, uh, did do that. That photo right there behind him. That's uh that's us on the tarmac in Kabul at H. during the evacuation of Afghanistan. So that would be...
1: I feel like that's another thing a lot of people might like to act like doesn't exist, you know?
0: Right, they've um, been denying it for the past year and a half.
1: That that they didn't just... Because I bet there's some good dudes that helped y'all. Oh, man, that just best. got...
0: The commandos? Yeah. The Afghani commandos? It's there, the Afghani special forces? Dude, those guys had deployments after deployments after deployments trying to, you know, protect and fight for their country, Mm -hmm. you know, so their daughters could go to school so that they could, you know, so they didn't have to live under the, the dictator rule that is the Taliban, the corrupt flat evil that they are. Cause it
1: seems like all of these, all of the military books from the last 20 years describe at some point, they'll reference having to train those guys. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the vibe is they didn't really want to be trained. And then when the, at the fan, they're out the door. But there had to have been a percentage of them guys no, that's that, not true. that had the dog in them.
0: I'm going to use this this green beret <coughs> coin. Um, this is our order of movement as we're driving down the road. Uh-huh. Guess who this first vehicle is as we're driving this way? Those are the Af- that's right. Afghanis. Now, did, did, I, did I, as the green beret, put them there? No. No. They asked to be there. So they
1: did ask to be there. They asked to be there. I thought they were... I thought... No. Okay.
0: No, those commandos wanted to be the first vehicle in. They're going to get shot first. I got you. They drive over the pressure plate. They're going to get blown up. I got you. Yeah, the the, the disparaging propaganda of, like, these people weren't brave enough to fight for their own country. You know, like, no. We never set them up for success. And... Especially in the fall, like how fast the Taliban, the Taliban had surrounded the whole entire country of Afghanistan preparing for an invasion the moment that we started pulling out. Yeah. So when we said, hey, here's the date that we're going to be leaving, they're just chomping at the bit like a horse ready to go back to the barn after a day of work. Like it knows where it's going. It's yeah, been there before. Sir. They were raised there. And he's like, the moment that gate opens, pfft, yep. you know, it'll take its bit and put it in front of the teeth and you go straight back. You bet. That's what, that, that's what they are doing. So
1: m- my assumption would be like, of percentage-wise, like 20% of these were choosing the front. But is that flip-flop? I'm, I'm asking for an education. Like, would it be more like, like 80% of these guys had the dog in them, and then there was maybe 10, 20 that didn't want to be there?
0: It's the same as us. Gotcha. Okay. Or you look at the American military. Mm-hmm. What percentage have the Dakota? What percentage have you bet. the, you know, Shugart and Gordon, the Marcus Luttrell, like 10-4. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's the same.
1: Yeah. And then maybe there were just like a few bad eggs that stood out for somebody that put a bad taste in their mouth. And then that's kind of the story that got out. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Because (coughs) I just, I think about you guys driving through that ravine and that front truck being. Vaporized. Yeah. Oof. So... um, when you, that's another fight that happened that I think would probably make me feel a little different. Oh, it's Kip. Kip is calling me. I got a I got a text yesterday from uh, somebody at four in the morning and a phone call. And usually I'm up, and usually if that would, but I wasn't up. And usually that would really frustrate me. And it was just like, "Hey, this is Kip. Call me back." And I was like, "Who is?" Call-? But I was like, "I'm gonna act nice." So this. I call this guy back, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, this is Kip. So, blah, blah, blah. It's the co-founder of Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so glad I was nice, yeah. you know, like my knee jerk was like I wanted to be, you know, like who is calling me at four in the morning? Mm-hmm. Well, it's this hustler who's like just assumes that I was up, and it was you know the one day I wasn't. Anyways, he's finally calling me back. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm not trying to name drop. That was just a funny moment where I was like I wanted to be. But he had my phone number, so obviously... It costs us
0: nothing to be nice, though. Yes.
1: Exactly. You know? Exactly.
0: Oh, just be nice. Right. You see Roadhouse?
1: The name is Dalton. That's right. <laughs> the name is Dalton. The name is Dalton. Just be nice. Right.
0: Just be nice. Well, what if he says something about my mom? <clears throat> well, be nice. Yeah. When do you not be nice? When it's time to not be nice. That's right. Yeah. But all other times, be nice. But there's a real clear line that is crossed when there's a time to not be nice. You know, the, uh, a lot of people come in, we do, we do a lot of business. We're in a lot of different worlds. We do a lot of different things. And, um, and, the, and everybody in here is nice. Mm-hmm. And there's this, uh, there's this not often, but there occasionally is people perceive that kindness for weakness. Right. And it, we're just all nice. And every yep. one of those dudes down that we call it murder row. Yeah. Because every single one of those office is, is housed, is officing a dude that all he's done his whole entire adult life is violence. Yeah. You know, he's got a smile on his face because he's sitting here in Austin, Texas, you know, in a fun office, you know, with a bunch of fun dudes and like life is good, but dude, that dude has the dog in him.
1: So there's a, I feel like, okay, if something's going to happen in this country, now is the time because there's dudes like that that have the dog in them that are ready to let the dog eat.
0: I was just saying this. People were talking like, yeah, you guys really want to go to war against, you know, China and Russia and Iran and Syria? And I don't know if we'll win in five years. Yeah, but I'll know we'll win right now.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's my knee jerk reaction. <laughs> like, I, yeah, who knows what five years from now would you look really, like?
0: You're coming out of twenty years of war. You want to go back into war? You neocon? I was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just not good at losing. And uh, and I and I one, I don't want my kids to fight it. And I know every one of my friends out there, they're pretty good at. Right. putting people in the dirt. There's a lot
1: of people that know how to do it and what it's going to feel like when you do it, even if they're all just training the current young yeah. guys right now.
0: Yeah, you'd have a hard time not letting some of these guys just go.
1: Um, <clears throat> we were talking about this, about you specifically, me and the interns. We were like, I wonder what it was like standing in the octagon opposite of Tim, Ken- Tim Kennedy. Knowing that he had literally killed someone before, was that something that you think that everybody that fought you after
0: your time in the military? Yeah, I think uh, Luke Rockhold, who beat me, he and I actually we've we've talked about this for a second, and he uh-huh. he said he thought he thought about it, but he preferred not thinking about it. <laughs> I can you know, imagine, and like he stuck to his game plan. You know, he he controlled distance. He was a taller, longer fighter. So, you know, he was gonna stop takedowns and he was gonna try and fight on the outside and pepper me to to get an eke out a decision. Which uh-huh. is exactly what he did. So, um and he's you know, he he all, he's got that fight in him too. Yeah. So I, I think there's some strategic it's also a fight. We got mm-hmm. we got gloves. We're in a padded yeah. ring. Yeah. You know, we have a, a, a ref that's Officials in there whose sole job is this officiator is to ensure that we don't get hurt too bad. Yeah. Um, so that, the, the elements of, if we're out on the street and you, you go back and look at every one of my fights, there's not a fight I would have lost. Because when you look at the fight, you're like, 30 seconds, minute, two minutes into the fight, I'm sitting there on, you know, Kelvin Gesslem's back, a fight that I lost. yeah, You know, a fight that there would have been a brick two minutes into the fight, as he's sitting there, and he's, do, he's, he's he's doing the sport perfect. Right. And, uh, you know, but we're doing a sport. Yeah. And they beat me at a sport. Those are different things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it had to work in your favor a few times. Yeah,
0: maybe. Like, when I fought um, at the Fight for the Troops 3, like, the big UFC Fight mm-hmm. for the Troops event, uh, like, I know... Where they're all going crazy. Yeah, just, yeah bunch of rabid animals screaming you know America USA Kennedy Ranger Yeah. Up yep. as uh like what does that do to another fighter sitting in there surrounded by 160th and 5th special forces group guys yeah
1: doesn't help him no nah, it's not helping yeah Ugh. yeah <clears throat> no that uh Natal
0: shout out to you brother like to take that fight to fight me at that place that's pretty badass yeah on yeah. short notice too Right. Because I was supposed to fight leota Machida. And Loy, Lyota, um for whatever reason, didn't make the fight. So, Natal stepped up.
1: What about those first few fights after you transitioned away from the Army? Was it hard not to think about your boys and yeah, going back? Yeah, I felt back? really
0: guilty. Um, I lost the first couple of years. I lost a bunch of friends, both in war and... Uh, and to injuries in their souls and you know and I wasn't there and like the what if was always in my mind like what what if I if if I if I was there would it would have been different you know what what if you know like had I helped them in this moment would he not have been in this position um so like that just ate me real raw for a while but
1: I got so many different questions you're standing, but I don't remember, maybe it was the Zarkawi coming back from that deployment, but John C. tells you that you need to go to Ranger. Ranger school. Regiment, Ranger yeah. school. That, to me, had to be, like, one of the biggest moments to, like, check up and decide, like, I'll just let you describe it. But to me, it's like, all right, it's it feels like a setback. Because you've already proven yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm a Green Beret. You're a
1: Green Beret. I'm at the SIF. Like the,
0: combat the most deployments. Elite, most elite unit in the Green Berets. I'm at the, the Army SIF. And, uh, and then my boss, John McPhee, who's an awesome human. You know, he's a war fighter. And uh, is like, you suck. You're a piece of shit. You're the weakest link in the team. You're a terrible leader. You don't know anything about the military. Go to this school or don't come back. Dang. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the chapter ends, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, it's it's a cliffhanger, but the, the 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 fight in you to continue
0: felt like I mean, shame and humiliation is a pretty compelling. Yeah, you had to check your pride at the door. Yeah. But but and when you go to ranger school, you're slick. There's no rank. Mhm. You are ranger so and so. That's sir. it. You know, there's no special forces. They all knew who I was, but it's intentionally that way. So everybody's on this equal playing field. Um, there's no, you know, like I'm not wearing my combat patch. You know, you can't see that hey, I'm special forces. I'm airborne. You know, I just got back from war. None of that matters. So yes, you know, like you are just as good as that E4 from regiment that is fighting for his job to go back to regiment good luck buena suerte puta
1: yeah but 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 you did it like you going through those two to me i just it it, it's it's intriguing to me to think about that moment like i've already proven myself and then you hear you get that news from your superior and it's a defined to me it seems like a very defining moment like what how am i going to respond to this because I feel like most people either give up or find an excuse away from it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people look for excuses. Um, but you, you, you said, I've already proven myself. Like, so am I done now? Like, I got all the things, right? Yeah. I got all the stuff on the wall. So like, do I not need to prove myself anymore? Like, I got a hot wife at home. Do I not need to prove myself to her? Do I not still need to like look good for her? You know, like I, I see people and I, I tell people this all the time. I told Dakota this the first time I saw him, he walks in, he has to work out and he's fat. You know, he, he had set down the sword mm-hmm. and I said, and I, and I say, never set down the sword. Mm. One, it's harder to pick it up. The calluses go away. You lose the strength in your arm, your ability to wield it, your reaction time, all the things just start fatiguing and the atrophy sets in. But most importantly, it's a, it's a thing that happens in your mind. You turn that switch off, you, you. Where'd the dog go? Mm-hmm. And I, me- I remember that guy. Do you remember that guy that peaked in high school? Yeah. What a loser. Right. What a loser. I mean, he he did it, right? Does yeah. he have to prove himself? Yes, he does. You have to do it till you die. Like, I have a year and a half left in my 20 years of service in the military. Am I done serving at the end of 20? No. Is Dakota still serving? Is Marcus still serving? Like, you go to the Ranch. Marcus built a floor over his barn to take care of dudes that are hurting. Yeah. Like that service, that's hero. Like, is he done being the lone survivor? No, that dude's going to do it to the day that he dies. And he's going to save as many more people as he can for forever. You know, Dakota, the things that he does, like people don't even know when, when Ukraine kicks off, when Afghanistan was kicking off, he was pounding down doors to try to figure out a way to get into country. Right. You know, like those are my friends. I, I love them. I'm so proud of them. But, uh, how old is Cameron now? Haynes? Yeah. 55. 55. Yeah. Shane's 50. Yeah. Shane. Right. Is 50. Dang. Does he have to prove anymore? <sighs> yes, he does. Yeah. Every I mean, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every day. No matter how big, you know, rodeo time gets, no matter, you know, how, how big you get, you, you still, you set that sword down, you lose the authenticity, you lose that position of truthful vulnerability and transparency for you to be able to say, and, and vulnerabilities to be able to say, like, man, I still struggle every day. Yep. You know, like, why did we do what we did in the gym this morning? Like, to get better. That's right.
1: Yeah. So, I, I, you know, had a couple of surgeries, um, some injuries, and I didn't rodeo for a couple of years. And then this last year, I've gotten healthy, finally, and recovered, and I've been getting back on. And to be reminded of what that fight feels like when you nod your face is so refreshing and feels so liberating to me yeah. and to nod your head, execute the fundamentals and hit the ground and walk out of the arena is just a high yeah. that I wish I could never let go of.
0: But you're going to have to. Someday. I'm going to have to. Right. But you're going to move on to something else and, and that's you're going to have to prove yourself in that next thing. Yes. And you're going to move on from the next thing and you're going to have to prove yourself in the next thing. And it's going to be embarrassing it's gonna be humiliating. Yes, you're sir. You're gonna lose, and you're gonna fail, and as Jocko would say, "Good,
1: yeah, good." Yeah. So that's what you felt that that moment in yeah. front. Maybe you did. Did you feel it right away in front of John McPhee? I said John I was angry, C, but
0: I was angry first, but right. I felt it second. Defensive. You ever heard the, the the term "full benefit"? No, sir. I like this. It's something that I've done my whole career. We're out on a ruck, you know. You got sixty pounds on your back, your feet are burning, you know, because you're walking at like a thirteen-minute mile pace. Um, So, like, just slower than a run, yes, sir, but way faster than a walk, and you're moving out. And then it starts to rain. Dang, no, 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 no. We love that. We love that. That's That's right. That's (laughs) right. Full benefit in that moment. We are now getting the most that we possibly can out of training. You know, I'm getting the full benefit. Do I want to walk on a good day? Sure, I do. Am I going to fight in a good day? I don't know. So I better be sure I've been as prepared as I can be on the worst day possible. So even on my worst day with the worst environment, I'm still performing better than everybody else. Because when it started raining, some people just packed their stuff up and went home. But then there's others that are like, nah, full benefit.
1: Yes, sir. I like this. That's a really good perspective. I do like when it rains at a rodeo because everybody else hates it. I know. That does make it me feeds
0: off I feed yeah. off of it. I can smell the qu in in uh, in Ranger School, I, I talk about in the book that really cold night on the ambush line and the guy next to me quit. And, you know, I could feel our bodies just shivering, my tiny little peckers just vibrating. It's not like a tic-tac just going up against a yeah. tiny little thing. It's like you know. And uh, he's like, All right. Ranger Instructor, I quit, I quit. And he walks down to the road and they hand him that soup. And it was the first time that they didn't call him Ranger. Because uh-huh. every yes, time sir. up up through there, you still have the chance to become a Ranger. But he wasn't anymore. But he wasn't anymore because he just quit. And uh, and they, they because they know that fear is contagious, just like quitting is contagious, they pull those fellas right out of there and they get them away as fast as they can because that that's a disease that will spread to everybody promptly.
1: Yes, sir. And they don't really want you to they want you
0: to they want you to finish they want you to graduate we need rangers you know we need green berets we don't we're not trying to like be guardians of the tab we're trying to train people to get ready for the next conflict the next war and the next theater you know and you know sitting there freezing my butt off full benefit yeah you could see it you know when you read that 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 chapter and you look at those specifically in that moment Um, as I'm debating in my mind, man, that was a smart move to go down there. He's probably getting some hot coffee right now. Full benefits. I'm freezing my ass off, you know, in the mountains during mountain phase, about to conduct an ambush during ranger school. Yeah. So you're glad
1: that all these things are happening just because you're getting the full benefit of training at that moment. Somebody just quit beside you. Yeah. How often do I mean, do you think about that? I mean, like. What
0: else does it apply to for you? I'm out here grappling with Yako. Yako Kalili. He gave me that uh, Polynesian Warhammer, that, that melee tool right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sick, sick black belt. He's uh, the lead security for Five Finger Death Punch. He goes all over the world with Metallica. You know, um, like an absolute badass. Been training Special Forces guys. He's a Special Operations Combatives mm-hmm. instructor. He's a MACP black belt, Modern Army Combatives black belt. We go out there. All the time. We, you know, 40 feet that way. And uh, we're on the mats and I'm trying to take him down and we start getting in deep waters. I'm starting to breathe hard. He's starting to breathe hard. You know, like, ah, oh, man, I just tweaked my back. Could I just walk into my office and be done? You know, or it can be like full benefit. You bet. You know, I got a choice right now. We talked about it today. Yes, sir. I've named that quitter. I've put a face and a name to every time I start having that internal conversation. Because I'm like, man, I could just, I could just be done right now. You know, yeah. like. I could just do nine reps instead of 10. I could just like roll my ankle and, you know, call it for the day. You bet. There's a billion excuses that we could come up to, to to be done. Yes, sir. Or. Or. You get full benefit. Get full benefit. Yeah.
1: Have you ever done security for a celebrity? Yeah. Are you allowed to say who? No. No.
0: No, I don't like doing it. <laughs> yeah, they got to pay me dumb money to do it. Dumb money. Yeah. And everybody that's doing it to have a famous person be their security... They're doing it to have the famous person be their arm candy, which is different than having a truly trained PSD detail.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Like me. Oh, being... they wanted you there because you're Tim Kennedy. That's right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Same. so, so you're more getting paid for an appearance. Yeah. Than you are. <laughs> I'm getting paid for a fake, <laughs> fake bodyguard experience. But that's kind of cool in their scenario. Like, it's like, hey, I get to hang out with Tim Kennedy. And also, if somebody tries to kidnap me, he's going to save me. That would be fun. Then I got saved by Tim Kennedy. That'd be fun. That sounds like a pretty cool gig. Yeah. But that's but they're just going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Dang. I'm going to always wonder who it is. Was it, was it movie or was it politician?
0: Um, nope. Never done the politician. Done uh, real rich people and celebrity types. Just real
1: rich people. Yeah. Gotcha. You
0: bet. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was like real hurt in the soul. Just generally... <laughs> It was Middle Eastern men with lots of money. And it was a big clout thing to have a G-Watt famous person as their security. They're like dunking on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um, these infidels are cleaning up after me and pouring my coffee.
1: Ah, dang. Yeah. But it was enough money that made you, or that's who wants to do it. That's who you. That's where you've done it before. Uh, yeah, I yeah.
0: I I didn't realize it until I got there. Gotcha. And then I was like,
1: Yeah, I'm not doing this. Well, again.
0: I'm, I'm glad I am charging you what I was charging you because right. like, this is insulting. Yeah, I got you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've 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 been in 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 just a few much smaller scale positions where it's like I'm almost their jester. Yeah. And I don't yeah. like I don't like doing that. No, it doesn't like, feel good.
0: Yeah. Um, but. You know, that was, that was more money I made in a day than I had in the past couple of years. You know, like, I right. also have an incredible family. You know, I have four kids, a beautiful wife. So, you know, like. Didn't suck to. No, am I, am I going to eat my own hat to make sure I'm being a good provider for my family? Yeah. yeah.
1: You bet. Yeah.
0: You can talk shit about me on the internet. I got it, you know. Yeah. But I'm doing the right thing for my family and for, you know, the people that work with me.
1: Does that stuff still bother you? Or does it, it bother you at all? It people bothers think? me
0: when there's like um I have peers that will say things out of ignorance, like Afghanistan. I went there to help people. Yeah. You know, I nobody paid me to go. Um and uh there are a bunch of special operations guys that legitimately thought I got into Afghanistan to post pictures on Instagram. Dang. I mean super insulting and super ignorant like so so silly it's so silly to say it out loud where they're like you know tim's out there as like this free rain, um like lone tough dude yeah furthest from the truth like if you could figure out a way to get afghanistan you know in in august of of 2021 like right man um and uh that hurts that hurt you know yeah
1: because they were former military type. Yeah.
0: yeah. And f- f- former special operations types. Special ops, dang. That just couldn't get past their own. And I get maybe they were hurting. You know, maybe they wish they, they, they could have been there. Um, they wanted to help. But making somebody else, like talking about somebody else, somehow in their mind made them look better. Yeah. I don't know. Just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: It also doesn't make sense that that would be something that they thought was, I mean, like that's a lot of work, not to mention the risk involved, especially when you hear the story in your book about being face-to-face with them other dudes. Yeah. When y'all, I think like right after, right after you unload, like, anyways, I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. Scars and stripes, by the way, if you guys haven't, I'm going to do a pre-roll deal and talk about scars and stripes at the beginning of this podcast. But, um, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense that you would put yourself in that sort of, I mean, that's, that's commitment to the clout. If That's a person right. did that for us, I mean, like <laughs> me to me, it'd be that. like as an influencer. I'm like, dang, like okay, more power to you.
0: Tell my wife, hey, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to uh, <laughs> Afghanistan into this little tiny airport called H-Kaya, um, where there's barely any Americans left, and everybody's dying, and they're falling from airplane. Wings. A lot of Taliban. Yeah. Um, nightmare
1: amount of what Taliban. I'm trying
0: to do is get a cool 5'11 photo. You bet. So I'm trying to get,
1: yeah, it's going to be good for my sponsors. Yeah. It's going to cool, be like go, Ohan good. <laughs> yeah. So All we're right. good, right? You, you know, get it. It's for the
0: gram. Hey, uh, one and a half year old at the time. Hey, five and a half year old. Yeah. I'm going to go do some Instagram photos.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? That's my job now y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm sure you've probably gotten thick skin to a lot of that
0: hate. Some of it, you know, but some of it still. I'm just like, man, that's just not true. I can't take the time to to show you that, that you're wrong, but you're wrong. Yeah. You know, it, just, it just sucks. Um.
1: All these things that you've been involved in, like it's the most unique, diverse story of anybody I know. Like I can't imagine like being in one of these, or two of these situations, much less all ninety-three of them. At what point? What's those conversations with the Lord like that you are having in those moments? Because I am a yes, you said yeah, religious it, man, it, it, like I so am forward. a Christian.
0: You know, I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, "Who shall I send?" And I answered the Lord, "Here I am, send me." Mm-hmm. You know, that like it, that 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 that's a mantra that. It's unit mottos, you know, but like, what does that look like in practice? I, I think that if there's bad things happening and you don't do anything to affect it, you're complicit in it. If you have the ability to do good, but you don't, aren't you just helping the bad and evil that is winning? Mm -hmm. You are like either do something or don't. But if you don't, then you're allowing it to happen. Yes, sir. And for evil to conquer, it takes good men to do nothing. It doesn't say to help, just to do nothing, and evil still conquers. All it took at Thermopylae was the Greek, the Spartans, to be like, nah, I'm not going to go to the gates of fire. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to hang back and, you know, pull my grain. Yeah. No, but they went. They they were, they were said, here I am, send me. They volunteered. They grabbed their shields. They grabbed their swords. They went in the phalanx, and they fought the Persians. Yeah. You know, like, they had to. So, I don't know, and I'm not, I'm not like sitting here looking for the next thing, Yeah. but if the next thing happens, if we just like, man, I hope war happens right now. Not that I want war. I don't ever want to see war again, but Correct. I want it right now. Correct. Because I don't want my kids to have to see it. You bet. You know, you know, if Taiwan happened tomorrow, am I going to figure out a way to be impactful? Yeah. Yeah. Is it maybe me going over there or is it me fundraising off of Instagram? You it bet. might be fun. I don't know. But whatever way I think I can make the biggest impact, I'm having this this internal discussion in my head that now is coming out. On the military side, you know, I still, my ego wants to go back and kick doors and be an operator. You bet. Do I think I'm going to have more of an impact helping people on the mental health side, on the recruiting side, you know, trying to inspire the next generation? Because of your reach now. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like the answer. Correct. The answer is the latter. Yeah. Like, I want to go to the next school, you know. Like, say
1: push. Yeah, I want to be a company sergeant
0: major. I want to say push. That's right. That's it. That's right. And, uh, you know, like it really hurts because, man, I want to be this so bad. Yeah. I never want to set down that sword. But it's at a time where I'm like, I got to pick up a different pick one. Pick
1: up a different sword. Yeah. Yeah. We just got
0: kind of deep into my head because that's something that's I'm tough. struggling with right now.
1: What sword are you is in front of you right now that you're picking up?
0: I mean, this, this next generation's hurting. Uh, they're they're broken. I think they they're they're searching for identities and they're finding it in all, all the wrong places because they're being fed lies. And um, you know whether it's like gender stuff or entitlement stuff or you know, like accept your body for what it is. Um, no man, being fat's not healthy. Mm-hmm. You're gonna struggle with everything your whole entire life. You're gonna have a, a serious increased chance of mental health of suicide. You have an increase of cancer. You have an increased chance of every form of um, Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, all coming from just obesity, yeah. obviously heart disease, um, diabetes. So like, stop telling me them that lie. Yeah, Yeah. You're beautiful the way that you are. I, yes, but also be healthy. You bet. Okay. That next thing aside, you know, like on the gender thing, just they're being fed lies. It's just not true. Right. You can be whoever you are. It's America. I'm gonna love you however you think that you are. But I'm not gonna feed a little kid a bunch of lies Absolutely. about how many genders there are. There's not. There's two. Yep. Beautifully different two. And are there spectrums of how people like can we have very masculine women and very feminine men? Yeah, do we like sure, I'll love you. I don't care. But don't feed them lies. You yeah. know, and, and and we're seeing a byproduct that right now in the military where we have the least eligible. Civilian population in the history of America to serve in the military. So the military is looking at a recruit, not just a recruiting problem, because fewer people are coming to the military. We have a cultural problem in the military because we have soldiers that are fatter than they've ever been. We have fewer soldiers that are ready to go to war. And then even worse is we would look at a society that is accepting things that will not work in the military. You can't yeah. be fat in the military. Sorry, like you yeah. gotta be fit, right? You you can't. Whatever your personal issues are that you're struggling with mental health, that's not gonna help me in lethality on the battlefield. You bet. So you gotta figure that out before you come here. You're using drugs. It's fine that you do that. Just not too many of you, because now we don't have enough people to serve in the military. Yep. And uh, and don't think that you're gonna be safe. Do you think Ukraine cares right now if you're fat, if you're a smoker, if you're a drug user? They don't care. Right. They're drafting you. Yep. You're gonna go to the front lines. They don't care if you're a barista, they don't care if you're in college. They don't care. Yeah. You're just going to have to go. And if we end up in a war that we're looking at with China and Russia and Iran and Syria, I don't care what you think that you know. Yeah. You're going to be in a fight.
1: Yeah. What's that going to look like?
0: Like nothing we've ever seen.
1: Yeah. It'll look different than the yeah. last wars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <coughs> yeah. We want th- we want that World War II war again, that big maneuver. You know, but we're going to be fighting corporations. We're going to be fighting ideas. We're going to be fighting misinformation and propaganda. You know, we're going to be fighting groups like the Wagner group. You know, it's like the Russian private entity mm-hmm. that's doing proxy wars and they're yep. doing rad flags operation. You know, like, it's just going to be a mess.
1: Yeah. 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 But you feel confident in America right now?
0: Yeah, let's go. Yeah.
1: That's what, when all that stuff started popping off, just the few, like Marcus, I texted Marcus. He was like, yeah, we're good. Don't worry until I worry. Yeah. That's what he said. But yeah. anyway, politics, is that a sword you're going to pick up one day? No. Yeah.
0: No, I uh, not in the book. There's a lot not in the book. Yeah. You know, we, we we curated, we editorialized stories that told a real specific arc about failure. Uh-huh. You know, and it's an important story to tell. Um, by no means is that all of my failures. There's plenty more. And uh, there's there's enough other failures, that I hope aren't public and would be public if I went into politics, and be it would be failures that you know I have kids and, and a wife that that yeah. they would have to deal with, and that's not fair. Yeah. So. Um,
1: yeah, that would definitely be put under a microscope, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and and things that happen in war, like ah, oh, it was war. Like there's things that just
1: you just man yeah rather not mess with it yeah you can make a difference without it though
0: I'm trying yeah I mean you are
1: I'm trying I, I meant like anybody can make a difference without being you you are making a difference the way you're doing it kind of like what you said a while ago with using your the awareness that you have rather than being the one to kick in doors man
0: I like kicking in doors <laughs> it seems <laughs> I still not like figured a, it out I haven't I haven't reconciled these two things I don't know if they're mutually exclusive. Um, I don't know. I think they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I just want to wrap up. Tell me about these weapons in front of us.
0: Uh, This is a World War I American bayonet. Okay. Well worn, well used. Um, You can see how it mounts onto the rifle here. And And uh, so
1: you used this in World War I. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I wish. That would have been a war. Man, trench warfare. This was made in 1901. Wow. Stamped. I mean, it's... Like you can feel that's ready to go to work. Got that
1: U.S. on there. Yep. 1901,
0: and this is just a pounded railroads, a Texas railroad spike. And you you made that? Uh, Brian Peller did. Brian Peller, yep.
1: sheepdog stud. Jeez. <clears throat> what all do you have going on? Sheep sheepdog response. Mm-hmm. Silencers.
0: Yep, Noble Defender tactical weapons accessories. We make suppressors, and um, I have uh, my school is right down the road, Apogee. Okay. An uh, online young men's mentorship called Apogee Strong. So, unlike specifically, if, if like I've said, if if you're not contributing to helping, what are you doing? Are you are you complicit with the failure of the problem? So I, I talk about the failure of education often. So what am I doing? I started my own school called Apogee. We're yes, taking sir. enrollment for next year, and then Apogee Strong you know, doing it locally, I believe in that, you know, get on your, on your school boards, you know, fight the school. So unions. you're talking about
1: like, like a, like a, like a real, like starting in elementary or that's like right. what kind I of, no,
0: I, st- I start in preschool, kindergarten, elementary, like an you know, Apogee, like a, like a preschooler can start there. That's and right. Go to school. Yep. All the way. We'll, well, I mean, by the kids that are in our school, will can go to high school with us. We'll right them to school Austin. next year, right here in Austin. And then online, wow. we have an a mentorship program that's nationwide. We do dads and sons right now, and we'll add um, daughters and moms next year. That's crazy. I'm not found, man. No, you're not. uh uh-uh. uh. Dang. So you got Apogee, You got
1: Sheepdog. You got the and then you said uh, you got the silencers. What What was that company called? Noble Defender. Noble Defender. And then you said a nutrition. Mm-hmm. Live relentless. Live relentless.
0: Yeah. No, we got some more there. <coughs> oh, I see it right there.
1: Yeah. Whey protein protein pre workouts. That's awesome. Yeah. You got it all going on. Trying. Because I was at Rockers and then How, how
0: great's that family?
1: That's such a good family. Yeah. The first time I walked up to the arena, they just, I felt so welcomed. Yeah. And then they have that, that, that charisma to them that just makes you want to stand next to them, hear what they have to say, and then be like them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have a b- bunch of friends that have moved here, t- Tyson, Sean, and, uh, you know, the first time that we were ever with Bobby, and we were all wearing cowboy hats. Mm-hmm. He pulls us all aside, Mister Steiner. Yep. And he says, uh, "Hey, you guys know about the cowboy code?" And I was, like, "Yeah, yes, sir." And uh, he's like, "Tell me about it." And I was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna do as you say. You know, you're gonna be a man of your word. Um, you're gonna be a gentleman when, until it's time to not be a gentleman." You know. And, and he's sitting there. Immediately, his eyes light up because he knows, like, you know, you're not just some Right. some some dude wearing a hat to you bet like you you've subscribed to the ideas of what it means to be absolutely a cowboy. and uh, and that family gets shit on all the time uh, don't, I have no idea why they're so generous I have they're no so idea why. kind they bend over backwards for everybody they give in the in in they never they never talk about it. The things that they give to and the, the groups that they help and the people that they support, seemingly endless. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen them behind the scenes do extraordinary, you know, yep. paying for teacher's mortgages, yep. you know, buying a car, you know, like, um, they're just great people. You know, Sid and Shane and... They yeah.
1: they also all have that dog in them. Yes, they do. And they would, that they could be elite warfighters yep. if they wanted to.
0: Shane's I've a shooter like. and Shane's a, I mean, Shane's a good black belt. Yeah. Like he's, there's, there's lots of black belts, right, but he's a good black belt. Like you, you, you have to be talented to beat him. Yeah. Fun.
1: Well, (laughs) you run with some pretty tight circles of, and they all got that dog in them. So I appreciate you letting me come in here. Like I sent, been visiting with you via DMs and then mentioned, just mentioned maybe, doing a podcast and you immediately sent me an itinerary, <laughs> which I loved. Like immediately I was like, this guy is different and uh, but I also realized um, that this was a big thing for you to do and that the value is definitely slanted, meaning that you are bringing me way more value than I. Am. So anyways, I'm in your debt.
0: No, I appreciate it. And
1: you. this is a big deal. You've got a very busy schedule, you got a family, you've got employees, multiple companies. And so I I just I just wanted to acknowledge that yeah. I realize this is a big deal. So I appreciate you. Yeah, having I appreciate
0: me. you. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for being a hilarious man. I love your videos. You're right. I appreciate riot. that. We, we we sorry, go ahead. We we just got to we got to get on the back of some wild animals sometimes. So oh, I just man. got these new bikes. Shane and I we're uh I actually don't have them. I don't have. them. And usually there's a spear right there and a spear right here. Um not not a throwing spear Somebody like that. Somebody borrowed them. Uh, no, I have them at home right now because I have I have uh, I just got these electric motorcycles. They're completely silent. Oh there's wow! No, there's no chains. There's no like. It, they're a hundred percent silent. They're fat tires. Interesting. We're currently working on how to spear pigs off of the back of these.
1: Ooh! You yeah. get them out in an open wheat field. Yep. A thousand percent, it could happen. Oh, yeah, no
0: doubt. We're anyway. So we gotta we gotta get we gotta get weird the next yeah. time we hang out.
1: I'm down to do that. Okay. I'm down to do that. Yeah. I'll come re-
0: out to you. You come down to us. We got a lot of things to kill down here and things to ride. Some alive, some, some just powerful.
1: Absolutely. I'm always down. We, we, we wrap these up with beat. life advice, just like a
0: one-liner or something that you live by. Uh, I, 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 I do live by this. You don't get to pick the time, the place, the who, the what, the where, or the why. Something bad's going to happen. The only thing that you're in control of is you. You know, you don't. You might be at Valde, and you might see that car smash into that that little tiny um, water run out, and the dude get out with the gun and start walking into a school. Yeah. You got your gun on you today? Or do you not? Did you train last week or didn't? You know, did you drink too much last night at the poker party? Or are you present and ready to do something? You know, yeah. you're walking across the street, and uh, you know somebody is on their phone. Your kids right in front of them. Are you present to save them? You know, you can pick the who, the what, the where, and the why. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be in Costa Rica swimming with my kid. Heart, I, mean, I swear to God it was a heartbeat. You know, and he's 200 meters out in the water. Dang. Was I in shape? Was I sober? Was I ready? If I, if I wasn't... He would have been gone. He's, he would have been gone. Gone. You know? if he, If his dad wasn't Tim Kennedy, he'd have been gone. Nah, there's lots of... Everybody can, can meet that criteria, just being 1% better the next day and prepared for whatever's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Dang. That's it. Well, mine is always give a hundred percent unless you're donating blood. <laughs> That's all I got. I love it. That's all I got. So thank you very much. You guys check out Tim Kennedy, uh, buy the book, scars and stripes. You have another book coming out soon.
0: I'm working on two.
1: Okay. I figured you might be, yeah. you got too much knowledge in your brain to not write a book so check those out timkennedy.com check out sheepdogresponse.com dalebrisby.com where you can get all your rodeo time apparel needs so thank you guys for tuning in and uh, look out for the next one please text me podcast at 940-353-0890 and check out dalebrisby.com pow pow